today. Rudy Giuliani speaks on the FBI entering his uh, his lair in the NYC raid. Also, uh, Joe Biden wants to abolish ICE. We've got a lot coming up this Friday and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday, if you can say it's happy. I don't know. It's Friday, so we're somewhat happy here at Blaze TV. I am joined today by my friends, Yakubuians, host of the Yakubuians show. Happy Friday. Whose hair is on point right now. I, I know what's happening. I it's love it. And, the it, and, it, and it was fast. I just... The swoop is amazing. This is the brush. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also joined today by Blaze TV contributor Eric July. You can also find him on YouTube as Young Rippa Five Nine, which we, if you haven't tuned in lately, you should know. He is much different on his show than he is here. And what I mean by that is um, we're censoring him just a little bit here (laughs) on Blaze TV, and you can get the full throttle Eric July over at his channel uh, for Canon's sake. So just just going to throw that out there. Uh, all right, let's get into the headlines of the day. So we brought to you the story earlier this week of Rudy Giuliani having his NYC home raided by the FBI. They were uh, allegedly looking for, um, you know, uh, things that could help them in their investigation into Rudy Giuliani working as President Trump's personal lawyer, uh, lobbying the folks in Ukraine, Back when they talked about, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's really, honestly, it's crazy when you go back and think, oh, yeah, I forgot they did impeach him twice. It's re- I mean, it's like twice. Gosh, yeah, they did impeach him for that. Um, so the uh, what was this? The first impeachment? The first impeachment. Uh, it's every day's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so they impeached him over this, of course. The FBI still apparently investigating this. Uh, and Rudy Giuliani went on Tucker Carlson yesterday and uh, released a little bit of interesting tidbits on this FBI raid. Here is what Rudy Giuliani had to say. They weren't taking the three hard drives, which, of course, are electronic devices. They just mimic the, the computer. I said, well, don't you want these? And they said, what are they? I said, those are Hunter Biden's hard drives. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, are you sure you don't want them? I mean, the, the warrant required them to take it. And they said, no, no. And I, one last time I said, don't you think you should take it to comp-? And they said, no. Now, Hunter Biden's hard drives fall within the scope of the subpoena. The subpoena required them to take all electronics, but they decided to leave that behind. And they also were completely content to rely on my word that these were Hunter Biden's hard drives. Now, Rudy Giuliani, of course, went on to say he had done no, you know, he denied any accusations of lobbying on behalf of foreign entities, uh, said that he had not done what they, of course, have accused him of doing. Um, and, you know, it is, it is interesting. I wonder how hard it would be to find out whether or not his story corroborates with what it was that the FBI actually took, because if they did not take hard drives that were actually on the premises, I wonder why that would be. Wouldn't you want to get all of the information? Wouldn't you want to get all of the evidence that was there just so that you left no stone unturned if this truly was about finding the truth? Yaku. Yeah, no, it's it's the truth. It's it's how they can spin the truth, and they want to find something to pin on him. And it's a witch hunt, and it's been a witch hunt since 2016. And I don't think it's just with 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 the mayor. It's going to extend to other 
other peripheral entities that ran with President Trump. But for me particularly on this hard drive issue, which is a big issue for me because there's child porn on those drives, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and if you want to then either corroborate or, or you know, you know, implicate that he had something to do with it, you've got to take everything. It's interesting. How often do you hear a man where his house is being entered by the FBI and there's a subpoena and he goes, you should take more. Yeah. yeah. You should really take Please all of it. Please take this and look at Please it. Please take all of it. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys finally <laughs> showed up. It took a subpoena yeah. for me to get evidence to the American people. And with this subpoena, they go, no, 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 no. We're here for evidence where we can make you look bad. We don't want the truth. Right. Right, we're going to leave the truth behind. I mean, that in itself, right, speaks volumes to me because they know what's on those hard drives. They know that it's the United States president's son will be implicated and probably will drop breadcrumbs all the way to the president, you know, and probably reverse the conversation. Everything they say Trump did falls on the whole Burisma nightmare and, and Biden, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just funny to me that he goes, please take more. Glad you're here. <laughs> Glad you came for the evidence. Yeah. And they go, no, no, we don't want truth. We just want some stuff to pin on you. Yeah, right? we need we need the political spin. Is sure what it sounds like, Eric. Yeah, like we said earlier this week, where it sounds more of you know they just want to punish Trump and anybody that was mm -hmm. connected to him, and they want to make sure that they eradicate everything that was generally associated. It's like a with big them. mafia message. Yeah, it right? is. That's I think it's more than them being interested in actually finding anything. But just for the sake of conversation, if we assume that what he was saying was was indeed true. It's, I think it's more or rather less, let's say, about, let's say, CP and other kind of weird things that he may have had. But in that exact instance, which is the supposed corroboration with uh, other entities foreign around entities. Foreign, yeah. foreign nations, keep in mind that when we talk about following the money and the Bidens and Hunter Biden sure. accepting uh, or rather getting laced up by way of be it, you know, connected to China or, or anything that is along the same exact lines that they would maybe find something that could incriminate the president's son, which may, if they were, if he was indeed, when we listen to that, the big boss man that was involved in that, if that does end up tracing all the way back to Joe Biden, well, that would incriminate him. Mm -hmm. So it does sound bizarre, definitely, and that's what I want to see more come out of that when he talks about the subpoena and he says that, well, they were required to take everything that was that that necessarily electronic falls within devices. right if that was a supposed electronic device and if they did indeed do that because i mean yeah him in itself being right that's not to just completely you know irrefutable right exactly so if they did indeed do that then yes i would think that would not only blow a hole in this entire uh raid if you will i wonder if they knocked but uh, uh <laughs> this entire this entire raid but it, it certainly would validate a lot that this is more so just trying to incriminate the opposite side and wanting to, again, eradicate anything that had anything to do with the previous president. Yeah, yeah look, I'll just say you, you said the mafia, the mob. Unfortunately, and ironically, I was with some FBI last night, but ironically, the FBI's turned into the mob. But if you go really way back when it started, it started as a mob. Well, don't get me started. <laughs> it started as a mob, okay? So it's just, they're just playing gangster, right? And they're going after a guy who understands that better than anybody this is america's mayor this is a guy who helped clean up new york it's a guy who he, so he knows and so nobody knows better and he was probably excited and then we will talk and i'll ask him and, and just say hey i i so badly wanted him to take that but they're not going to touch anything that even just gives them any indication or pressure for the american mm -hmm. people to say now that you have the drives what's on it mm -hmm. nothing here 
didn't touch it. We don't have it. Rudy's got it. Rudy's, you know, and when I call him crazy or whatever, yeah. right? So for me, I don't doubt for a heartbeat that that's actually what happened. Well, I mean, it goes back to like the, the rabbit hole that if people went down and, and, and really with anybody that's at the at working at for these alphabet sort of organizations, if they really wanted to dive in and it probably would incriminate probably like the 100 percent of, of Congress and everybody, right. of everybody else, <laughs> if they really wanted to do that. But that's not necessarily what the case is. It has historically, whether it be with the FBI been used as sort of this strong arm sort of wing for whoever is in a position of, of power. That's historically what the FBI has always been, and as well as the other alphabet uh, entities or organizations or whatever that you want to call them. And I, I think that people that take these entities serious, it depends on who the presidency is, it's like, well, the FBI will find this and they can, they can incriminate my uh, opposition. Look, guys, most of them are criminals. Like, if we're going to be realistic about this, and don't ever think that they don't already know what would incriminate someone. It's course, just, will it be put to light? It's more so the question that we want to ask ourselves. So anytime, and that happens more often than not, when they say, yeah, we really don't want to look into this. Trust me, they already know. And there's mm -hmm. plenty of things that would incriminate probably everybody in the federal government. No, and I think it is important to say not every FBI agent, the FBI agent, the people who, who want to serve this Usually country. Usually the boots on the ground They're amazing are people. Yeah. It's the corporate it's the, structure mm -hmm. that, that still belongs to Obama. They're as corrupt as can be. But the agents, like the one, last night, you know, they're amazing. They're amazing people, right? I mean, yeah. but, but unfortunately, but it's the Federal Bureau of investigation there's the no investigation happening okay yeah. and it's domestic they're domestic cia foreign domestic there's no investigation okay it, there's, it, there's 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 blocking happening right right it is it is interesting uh you know because hunter himself said well i i don't it could have been my laptop i don't know it could have been the russians so it's like well if you guys want to do an investigation into foreign interference Hunter himself said maybe the Russians might have done something, so probably you should grab those hard drives and make sure that uh, there's nothing uh, related to the Russians <laughs> on there. Just saying, in Hunter's own words, uh, speaking of Hunter, Hunter continues, continues to hold a minority stake in a Chinese private equity firm. Uh, now, this is, of course, Joe Biden just gave his address 100 days into his presidency. So well into 100 days of his presidency. I don't know if you guys recall, but um, Joe Biden back in October 2019 promised that if he were elected president, mm -hmm. that nobody in his family would have any business relationship with any foreign corporation or country. Um, he said, period, end of story. He was asked specifically about Hunter, and he like restated unequivocally, including Hunter, no one would have any relation uh, with foreign corporations or foreign countries. Well, Hunter Biden holds still a 10% equity stake in BHR Partners through his company. Uh, now, this is according to two independent services that provide business records on Chinese corporations based on China's national credit information publicity system. Um, I'm sure you guys very shocked to hear that um, that Hunter Biden still owns uh, stake in these Chinese corporations. Not that he has a history of profiting off of his father's right. position. Not that he, I mean, please. 
speaking of the FBI not wanting to do any digging, I'm sure no one wants to do any digging into that as well. Um, if they did, they would probably find that Rudy Giuliani and President Trump himself would be completely vindicated in what they were saying, which was, we're not investigating him because he's a political rival. We are trying to uncover corruption, which is very clear if you follow the tracks or, as Eric said, go down the rabbit hole. Uh, your thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, no, not surprised because they live by America will forget mm. because the man that's at the helm can't remember. But the sad part is we don't. Right. I mean, that's I think America they, that, does no, forget. Don't, do you don't no, think? I, we don't, but the majority do. Yeah, there's a lot that do. And they know it, though. Mm -hmm. Sarah, many of the things they push on us, the mask mandates, all this thing, they do it because they know people will go along with it. Yeah. In, in we, until we get the mainstream media absolutely. on board with actually so, reporting the truth, there are those of us who remember, but the majority yeah. of people who are watching no, CNN, they MSNBC, they completely forget because you, it's you not just, in their face. You just shared information with people that probably they didn't even know that it happened, where the president said, my family will not have equity in foreign entities. This will not, including Hunter. But they forget. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I don't know if people really understand that that's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay. Okay, this is this is pay for play, and this and, and, and this is you know buying political favor and political will. Think of think of the exposure to America. If a a, a son or a family member is a stakeholder, you know, you know the extortion that can happen, the pressure that's in it, it, it it's it's bad. So the fact that he has ownership is a national security risk. Yeah. Today. Yeah. It is. And especially China, of all places. This is not like it's Guatemala. It's China. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it. China. And, you know, there's no such thing as a private corporation in China. The state is in everything, right? So he is a partner of the Chinese state. Mm. And his dad's the president of the United States. And we're okay with that. And mainstream media goes, this is normal. It's just fine. Just uh, like just horrible, horrible journalism. Um, Eric, back in February... Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, said that Hunter was in the process of divesting his ownership. She said he has been working to unwind his investment, but I would certainly point you uh, to him or his lawyers. By the way, he's a private citizen. She made sure to tell everyone. That was in February. I'm sure she just forgot to circle back on that. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things, the many things that she has to circle back mm. on. But that was exactly what I was alluding to in the in the previous segment in terms of if you did go down the rabbit hole mm. of, of Hunter Biden do you pick up those sort of crumbs that may lead even to, of course, his father and their connections to uh, foreign entities? If that's something that, again, you consider a crime, whether I consider it a crime or not, is, is irrelevant. We're talking about consistency on the matter of, sure. OK, we they care so much about people being connected, people within uh, attached to presidents being connected to uh, uh, corroborating with other other foreign entities yeah. when they may have been doing the exact same thing. That was exactly what I was alluding yeah. to as it pertains to to China. And again, you can go you, if you will go truly down the rabbit hole, you may find a pickup of local you know, Ukraine here, a little Russia, Russia here, depending on how deep that you actually want to go. And you do indeed follow the money. Look, when you look at someone like Joe Biden, uh, a guy that's pretty much been in the public sphere for very pretty much forever. It, se mm -hmm. it seems like it's not like he is one of those guys that um, even if you did compare it to a, to a Trump, which got a lot of his but be his money outside of that sphere of being a government official. 
Right. Mm-hmm. We know he eventually became president, but he was rich and, and famous he long, made all his money long, long before yeah. before that. Whereas to Joe Biden and almost uh, uh, really a lot of these lifetime politicians, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. And you'd be surprised if you did follow the money, how much many of those connect. You want to know why so many of these guys come out just rich, loaded with money in an event that they had now become a public official. Well, if you really want to get your get your eyes dirty rather than your hands, go go. Mm-hmm. Go look at it and you'll be absolutely surprised. You don't go in there and come out rich like that without, you know, not just political favors, but other sorts of favors as well. If you do it right, it should hurt. And it hurt Trump. It hurt him big time. Financially, it hurt him. I mean, I, I, no joke, I stayed in one of his hotels in New York. I kid you not. I went in, checked in the night, and it was a Trump. I woke up in the morning. It was no longer a Trump hotel. They flipped it overnight. Because of pressure, literally, because of pressure. And I'm talking, the carpets were changed, everything, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trump Soho. And so, so, so overnight, because of the pressures, and he said, okay, I'll back up, right? So he hurt by being yeah. president, right? Yeah. These guys get enriched, which is why lifetime politicians for me is a no. I'm a term limit guy. I'm like, hey, you fix it or you live with it right. forever. Yeah. And your family deals with it. But no, there's no doubt that the president is implicated in these things. But I just want people to understand, you know, and and whether you believe it's right or not, it's just, it's reckless, it's bad reporting, and it is dangerous for our country. Mm -hmm. What happens when a a, a son calls a father, hey dad, um, I'm being threatened. Hey dad, my kids are being, your, your grandchildren are being threatened. Hey, hey, my wife's being threatened, so you got to make a move here. we got to give this energy deal. you got to swing this thing. Am I saying that's happening? But that's how that that's world how, works. That's how it works in general when yes. you're dealing at that level. Look, it's it's a grimy game, guys. Um, it's not just... Oh, it's dirty. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, dirtiest as, of the dirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Eric, just to, to kind of go to your point, that, okay... What he's saying is not irrefutable. We still have Rudy Giuliani. We still have, you know, we can let the facts shake out. I would just like to point out, he did also say, uh, I could have destroyed the evidence. The evidence is exculpatory. It proves the president and I and all of us are innocent. They are the ones who are committing the crimes. It's like projection, <laughs> which is something we say all the time here. And it makes me like, you know what? I believe the guy. It's because that's what we keep saying. It's like projection. And he knows that he could be easily proven wrong. And he's still saying this proves we are innocent. That's why they don't want to touch it. You got to you got to believe him a little bit if you're paying attention and trying to make sure everything adds up. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. So uh, next time you grill up a couple steaks, you have got to get one of these extreme altitude Malbec wines to open up to go with your steak. These come from the remote vineyards up at Argentina. It's like like 9,000 feet. Um, and you don't understand, unless you have had one of these extreme altitude Malbecs, you don't understand how incredible they are. Um, you open it up and you can immediately smell uh, the notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, dark cherry. You're also, by the way, those of you who are health nuts like me, you're getting less sugar, less chemicals, less additives, 10 times more resveratrol, which is a powerful longevity booster. Um, I love these wines and I can feel good about it because, you know, if someone in your life is like, hey, you should be more healthy, you go, all right, cool. I just got this extreme altitude Malbec wine, which is like way healthier than the stuff that you're drinking. So I'm the healthy one and I'm going to keep drinking my wine. It's a win-win. You got to go over to cowgirlwine2021.com. They just got a special shipment of these wines in. They will go quickly. They keep running out. They're getting the shipments in. You guys are buying them all up because they are so delicious. So don't sleep on this. Go to cowgirlwine2021.com. You'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off 
off of shipping. It's going to go fast. 50% off wine, 50% off shipping only at cowgirlwine2021.com. That is cowgirlwine2021.com. All right. This week, Joe Biden was at a rally in Georgia, and uh, he started getting interrupted by leftist hecklers who chanted, close private detention centers and abolish ICE. Now, here is what Joe Biden had to say in response to these hecklers. Watch. I agree with you. I'm working on them, man. Give me another five days. I agree with you. I just, I'm working on it. You got to wonder, well, I was going to say you got to wonder what's going on in that head of his, but then you have to wonder if there is anything going on in uh, that head of his. And just to throw into the conversation something fun, it is Friday. Um, (laughs) You've also got to wonder what's going on with his uh, respiratory system or something because um, he could not stop coughing through that rally. Here's a little bit of that. And not most ten so second and they they were working. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Georgia. I don't think the I don't think the vaccine worked on him. I don't think I think he has the uh, the old uh, COVID. Maybe that's what he has. I don't know. No, that's nineteen. Yeah, like (laughs) or maybe that you know maybe it's the menthols that he uh, Uh uh, that he's banning. Uh Uh Maybe 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 that's what it was. I don't know. It might be. Uh, But (laughs) so not long after Biden took office, he did sign an executive order aimed at closing all privately run federal prisons, uh, but most private prisons in the United States were unaffected by the order because they run at the state level, not the federal level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, optics, that's, perhaps. That's all it is. Yeah. optics. But, so, but this is, you see the beginnings of what happens as a result of you signing these orders specifically for optics. You are always going to have this radical branch yep. that you guys have created. Yep. You have created right. these people right. and they are not going to let you live it down because you've radicalized them. This is all that they care about. Um, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? That, that segment, we laughed a little bit there, but that is so seriously dangerous because the detention centers they're talking about is on the border, number one, and they talk yeah. about abolish ICE. And he goes, I agree with you. Just pause, okay? This is real information. Last night, FBI, CBP, this is what's happening in McAllen at the moment. People are coming across the border. A bus pulls up, picks them up. They don't even get touched by CBP, and they get driven to downtown McAllen and released into the United States. This is how they're dealing right now with with the detention centers being overcrowded. They're just saying, pick them up and go. You want to talk about closing detention centers, abolishing ICE? So that is complete open border. It's like, just just come on in. The gate is... And he goes, I I agree agree with with you. you. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Come on. I want America to understand what he was really saying there. There should be no ICE. Okay, which means CBP goes, ICE goes, no deportation. You can already not deport a sex offender. And if you can't deport a sex offender, who can you deport? Mm. An illegal who is literally raping and plundering. He goes, I agree with you. Yeah. 
I agree as the president of the United States with lawlessness is what he was saying there. Yeah. That is shocking to me. And it's not, it wasn't just the president saying, I agree with you, Eric. It was the, the cheering when Joe Biden and said, the honking. I They're agree still with in you. their cars at the rallies. I mean, the honking, yeah. all the fake cars, the <laughs> fake forts <laughs> in the front. Well, you can never be too careful outdoors. I think yeah, today, tomorrow double, they double might. Double mask, triple vax. <laughs> um, but the, I mean, it sounded like a very popular uh, response from the people who were there at the rally. Look, Aaron. man, Joe Biden is this is optics. And I don't even want to even get into like acting as if that is means anything, because I'm not I'm not interested in like that, that the optics of it all. Like that stuff that he says to not only appease them, but I also think he genuinely wants to get people people riled up. Yeah. Even if he let's assume that he did, which he's not going to do. Let's assume that he did abolish ICE. All he's going to do is much like what they always do is maybe have uh, uh, ice ice squared and it'll be not ice, but they'll do effectively the same thing that ice that ice did. Look, I understand that, and, and I talk about conservatives with this as well. Joe Biden is, and same with Barack Obama, these are not guys that favor uh, immigration in the way that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not be as much of a hawk, which I'd, 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 I'd argue that as well. I think they absolutely were. If you look at uh, the Obama administration, they absolutely were hawks when it comes to illegal immigration. This is like I think it's more truth to what it is that you're saying as it pertains to optics and them trying to appease a mob. And they stepped in it. They stepped in it with uh, with this whole decriminalization of, of the drug war thing, which they're going <laughs> banning menthols. That seems to be hand in hand with the drug war. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But when you have nothing else to fall back on. Right. You have committed 100 percent to these sort of fringe, odd, bizarre leftist authoritarians, you have to pay at minimum lip service mm-hmm. to what it is that they say, because, well, it, they helped you get in office. And they're and, coming for theirs. Yeah, they're going to come mm-hmm. for theirs. So it's one of those things where they have committed so much to that, that they have no, if they go back on it, they look bad, but they're so deep into it. It's like that little kid that was that, that, that lies about, you know, did you do the, put your hand in a cookie jar? And they just go start rattling off for two minutes and they just keep stepping in it. Like you've already <laughs> committed to the lie. So you might as well make it as a, outrageous as you possibly can. And I think that's more so what we're dealing with right now, that they've already stepped in it. They have sort of tried to appease that crowd. So they're going to keep doing it at minimum at lift service. But don't for once believe that Biden of all people is some sort of hawk or, n- or not going to remain being a hawk in in that regards. No, there'll be an ice. It might not be called ice. I don't even think they're going to abolish it, but let's assume they did. They'll just reroute the funds and then it'll call it call it something else. But most importantly, the leftists are probably too stupid and they'll probably think that that was some sort of victory. Uh, well, but the pro- OK, so I don't disagree with you, but I do worry that it's not Joe Biden who's calling the shots, <laughs> in which case, you know, there could be some people at the top <clears throat> pulling the strings who are not so keen on uh, quietly being a deporter in chief, as Obama was. I I. I love my brother, Eric. I really do. But but here's what happens with the lip service at the top. Is he actually going to abolish ICE? Maybe not. But here's what absolutely happens. We just lost our vice unit in Dallas, Texas. Vice is abolished. There's no more vice. Done. 
Gone, and that's what's happening. Really? Yes, no vice unit in Dallas, Texas. It's gone, defunded. They wanted to defund them with 15 million. They had a fight like hell to keep 7 million to just to keep cops on the street. There were 800 police officers short in Dallas, Texas, Jeez. okay? No more vice unit in Dallas. Number one trafficking city in the United States now, Dallas, no vice unit. This happens on the local level when the head of the state says, you know what, I agree with you. You get local politicians like the Clay Jenkins and the judges and the guys at Dallas who go, you know what, we shouldn't have a vice unit. We shouldn't have a DEA. And I, I hear you, there's one, but you can't have lawlessness. And so to a degree for me, can they abolish ICE as a whole? No, that would be a huge act and they have to go through Congress and whatever they need to do, right? But small on a local level, you're going to destabilize communities like is at the moment. Dallas is not in a good place right now. Dallas is in a bad place. Crime is through the roof, through the roof. And so when you just start defunding certain units that are special units, like ISIS, a special unit, I work with them often, right? Mm -hmm. They're a special unit with special training. Even if you just defund them and you cut them down, it has massive impact, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they don't defund it, they rename it, but it's all these other minions, these players that go, you promised us mm -hmm. and now you say, I agree. So that gives me the right in the green light yeah. on a local level to say, Cancel, yeah. right? And that's what bothers me. Yeah. All right, uh, we've got more to come, including Joy Behar. She is such a gem, uh, <laughs> saying some interesting, interesting remarks uh, to and about Tim Scott. You're not going to want to miss that. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So Mother's Day is around the corner. You're still not, I hope, counting on your mother as an adult to buy you underwear anymore, right? So in honor of Mother's Day, you got to get yourself a fresh pair of Tommy Johns, okay? For those of you who have not tried Tommy John, um, let me just tell you, I do not say this lightly, it is the most comfortable thing you are ever going to wear. I personally, they have uh, they have women's stuff too, by the way, if you're looking for something to get your mom personally as well. They have lounge pants, lounge shorts, shirts. I walk in the door home from work, I have a very long day at work, and I'm like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to have any conversations with anyone until I change into my Tommy John because once I've changed into it, I can actually relax a little bit, uh, get rid of the stress from the day. They've got breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric uh, with four times the stretch of competing brands. Uh, you're, you are not going to believe it until you feel it. You have to try Tommy John. Over 13 million pairs sold. Uh, men across America love Tommy John underwear, including my husband, who, again, he did not believe it. He did not believe the hype that I was telling him until I got him some. And he was like, holy crap, this is the softest thing I've ever put on my body. You're not going to want to take it off, but please do and wash it regularly. Right now, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Y. That is 20% off of your order. It is TommyJohn.com slash Y. That's W-H why tommyjohn.com slash why joy behar you may know her of course as like the the person to go to when we're talking about the issues of racism so knowledgeable expert joy behar from the view she took issue with uh, tim scott um <laughs> 
who I think maybe knows a little bit more about racism than Joy Behar. Uh, she took issue with Tim Scott's rebuttal uh, to President Biden's address to Congress with him saying America is not a racist country. You wouldn't think that would be a controversial statement in America, but in 2021, it is, in fact, a controversial statement. So here is Joy Behar to uh, woman-splain and white-splain to Tim Scott what he is not getting. Watch. Now, Tim Scott, he, he, he does not seem to understand, and a lot of them don't seem to understand, the difference between um, a racist country and a systemic and systemic racism. They don't seem to get the difference. Yes, maybe it's not a racist country. Maybe Americans, the majority, are not racist. But we live in a country with systemic racism. We discussed it this week again already about housing and about education and, 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 and all of the things that are important to people. And, um, and, and the fact that Tim Scott cannot acknowledge this is, 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 is appalling. How can you go out there and say that when you just said two minutes ago that you were the, the object and the, vi the victim of discrimination? And then he says that this is not a racist country. At least acknowledge that there is systemic racism. That's what I wanted to hear from him, and he didn't say it. I don't know that Joy Behar understands uh, any of the terms that she just threw out. Uh, and it was interesting. That's yeah, right. yeah, but it, and right. it's it, but it's interesting to hear her say, "Okay, sure, maybe um, America isn't a racist country, but that doesn't mean that housing isn't racist." It's like you just personified housing, education, all of these things, but you just said that the people who run them are not racist. How in the world would the institutions be racist if the people running them are not racist? Also, I don't think she understands uh, the term of like like majority. Like if you say there are bad apples in this country, um, maybe you would say there are some bad cops in this country. That doesn't mean that the policing system is overwhelmingly bad. Well, this guy might disagree with me, <laughs> but I would true. say that doesn't mean just because there are a few bad apples doesn't mean the entire tree should be cut down the same way that Tim Scott is able to say yeah. there are some racist people in this country. country. That doesn't yeah. mean America is a racist country. Yeah. It's incredible to see someone who has uh, been on television for so long just get something so completely wrong. But then the, this is the view. So I guess I should not be surprised. That's kind of their thing. I, I know Eric has a lot here, so I'm going to be brief. What else would they talk about? What else would they hang their hat on if not race, if not race theory? How else would they control a country if they can't divide it mm -hmm. and turn it on one another? What else with the view? You would lose your purpose, Joy. Uh, but I mean, I, like how incredible to see Joy Beha, Joy Beha sitting there, uh, you know, criticizing Tim Scott for what he has lived. You know what bothered me most about what she said? She called Tim and his race, them. Yeah, I, I wonder what she was specifically referring to. Did you hear to that? that? She, she oh, was like getting a lot of them. I was like, and like, like what do like, you mean? Like a lot of them. You people. Like you people. You people. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that's, that's the hypocrisy. <laughs> she, there's just no clue, yeah. right? I mean, she's sitting there going, them. But, uh, racist much, well, Joy? By the way, if she wants to talk about who runs housing and education, those would be liberals. So if she wants yeah. to talk yeah. about, if she wants to make oh, the assumption yes, gotta, that people gotta, who gotta, run those institutions are racist, never, that would be you, never Joy. That, never let's never use them. Yeah. That would be you people, Joy. Go, Eric, go. No, look, man, this, <laughs> this idea, look, racism obviously is the talking point for most people 
uh, in the, her position right now, you're right completely that that's all that they really have. They'd have nothing else to really discuss, and they're all in on it. I feel like in the latter half of the 90s, early 2000s, we were really over that hump, and somehow we ended up going backwards, uh, certainly in this country where that's the hyperemphasis where it feels as if – if the way they talk, it's a clansman around every corner or at minimum, they are in charge of these sort of major uh, institutions. So they get to talk in these sort of vague, vague formats and they say, well, systemic racism, institutionalized. You hear all of these terms and which what they do and they're very slick with it. They'll find like the disparity or somewhere they're doing it right now with the menthol cigarettes. Right. So they find some sort of disparity that exists and they say, ah, well, that was racism. Now, the hilarious thing is that they don't seem to go that, that down that rabbit hole when it comes to some of the things that they advocate gun control in this country let's go down that rabbit hole and how that how that started um in the racist institution that that is let's talk about minimum wage in this country and how that was historically used and you're from south africa so you absolutely know that's where it was used there yeah. as well to price black people out of the market so uh or as well as women and children and another uh, have you so they don't want to go down that and a lot of the things that they advocate right now to this day actually has racist let's say it started in this country as racist those don't necessarily count it's those other things housing and all this other vague stuff and what that what that means they don't have to say what it means at all it's just it's institutionalized it's structural it's like just embedded it's just there but i don't see it doesn't matter it's there it, it's there trust us with yeah. the expert we said it so it's so it, it's got it's got to be the case and there's no argument but unfortunately she represents what I, how I view through a lens of a lot of like white leftists in which they see black folk who think different. People need to understand it's not about them being black conservatives. I'm not, a, I'm not generally, I'm not, uh, nobody would dare call me a conservative unless they're stupid. You're <laughs> stupid leftist, Will, so I'll take that back. But people that actually know what my yeah, actual political slant, uh, slant is knows I'm a libertarian anarcho-capitalist. They'll call me that. They'll call anybody else that that is black and isn't sitting here, woe is me, this sort of uh, trauma all, all the time in this experience. Every black person has to somehow be consumed by his or her race and they have to like that has to be a leading talking point and it has to be like, oh, woe is me. Mm. Black person. like, Oh, OK, maybe I dealt with this here. But for the most part, my life has been uh, abs absent of that. And again, I say this as a person that's lived in the South his entire life, Texas, Arkansas. I've been here my entire life. No, there aren't clansmen around every, every single corner. And I don't feel discriminated to the point to where, oh, my God, woe is me. Those, those poor white people won't accept me and, and give me access to their resources. Oh, my God, I, I, we need we need to do something about it. And they hate seeing black folk do that. And people need to understand it's not just conservatives. It's anybody black. That's not a leftist. But, but, but Eric, Last isn't word. that oppression? Isn't that them wanting to oppress yeah. a group of people saying, no, we want to remind you, off of you have minorities. a scab and we're going to just rip the scab. Yeah. You can't be better. Yeah. Yeah. You can't excel. No, 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 well, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are Because are who would we control right, if you're right. actually <laughs> believing that yeah. we're not your master? Right, yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, we've got more to come back in a minute. So Ted Cruz uh, of Texas, of course, said this week in an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal that it is time for the GOP to stand up to woke CEOs. Uh, he, he titled his piece, Your Woke Money is No Good Here. And uh, he said uh, maybe all of these woke CEOs should have paid attention to um, 
actually reading the law instead of relying on notes from left-wing activists. He said, had these watch-me-woke-it-up CEOs actually read the bill instead of parroting the radical left's talking points, they'd have discovered they have no idea what they were talking about. A clutch of business leaders tried to win woke Twitter points and clowned themselves instead. I don't I actually personally love seeing Ted Cruz use the term clowned themselves. Uh, but he said... Uh, he said, for too long, woke CEOs have been fair weather friends to the Republican Party. They like us until the left's digital pitchforks come out. Then they run away or they mouth off on legislation they don't understand and hurt the reputations of patriotic leaders protecting our elections and expanding the right to vote. Enough is enough. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, when the time comes that you need help with a tax break or a regulatory change, I hope the Democrats take your calls because we may not. Starting today, we won't take your money Either is Ted Cruz right? Are Americans, uh, specifically people who are, you know, on the right, are, are they done with all of these woke CEOs? Are they done with Coca-Cola? Are they done with Major League Baseball? Are they done with the companies who have proved time and time again that they truly hate us? Are they done? What do you think? Look, man, uh, this is something that I've been talking about for a very long time. I think it's something that goes both ways. Um, and there is a bit of... Uh, of people like Republicans and non, let's say non-left, it's not just Republicans, it's not just GOPs, libertarians, it's uh, just people that generally don't align with like that sort of that, those that sort of leftism. They need to understand that they're uh, they don't operate in the same realm of reality that the left simply does. So they had been infiltrating all these sort of organizations and uh, uh, companies, and and you don't get like to where you're at right now where they just pedal off all of this crap. Overnight, that doesn't that doesn't that's not something that just started. That's something that has been done. It is the long game that has been played by way of, of the left for a very, very long time. So it's less about when you talk about the, the regulatory stuff, that is a thing that's been a thing, but not in a way that a lot of people assume because you got man, I can't use that term on this show, but you got weirdos <laughs> that seriously think that. Like we live in this big free market or, or, or something, definitely at the federal level. I'm like, have you seen the crazy amount of regulations that exist that absolutely benefit those big guys at the top? Remember, decentralization stripped them of all of their power. But most most importantly, I do like the idea of what he's saying. And this is more so what he's suggesting and that. People that don't generally align with them need to be more mindful of how they are spending not only right. their money and who they're paying money to. Something that a lot of folks have neglected when it comes to from a cultural standpoint. There are a lot of people that exist in these spaces that have that aren't necessarily like, you know, like we know we talk about recent cancel culture victim mm -hmm. Gina Carano, for example. There are plenty of Gina Caranos that exist within the, the those subcultures. Maybe people should reroute. I don't expect you to just completely strip your money away from these institutions. Mm -hmm. They've existed. They've been a part of your childhood. How about this? 51%. That's all I have. 51% of it going to people that don't hate you. Yeah, we got about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. And to your point, I think he's right. I think he is speaking on behalf of many Americans that are now, it's just like saying, hey, if someone says, I want to lose weight, you got to start focusing on your habits, focusing on what you eat and what you put in your mouth. I think Americans now are starting to focus on how they spend their money. Mm -hmm. I think he's 100% right. I think most American families that are conservative have a list and go, I am going to start diverting cash. Maybe I can't jump ship, yeah, not right? Quite. Because we bundle everything because everything's a monopoly. Yeah. needs to be de decentralized 100%. But the answer is yes. I think he is he's accurate. Yeah. And by the way, that is not cancel culture. That is just voting with your dollars. It's very simple. It's called markets. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right. Right. We, we got to take a break. Back in a minute. So 
it drives me nuts. I love it. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, go wherever you get your audio podcast. Search for the news and why it matters. You'll see our cute little faces pop up. Click on that and then click subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, make sure that you give us five stars because we deserve no less than that. And if you give us a nice review, you may see it read on air, just like these today from uh, one from Nurse Jules73. Amazingly insightful guests, tons of sass, and the immutable Sarah Gonzalez. It's the only way to get through the news without crying. Grab a built bar and settle in for the best 45 minutes of your day. That's what we try to do here because you watch the news and you just want to go jump off a bridge and we feel like it should not be that way. You got to be able to digest the news in a way that you can still like, I don't know, uh, not want to jump off a bridge. We've got one more from uh, Juan Dance. That's cute. Uh, I never miss a day of this program. Sometimes I try to find it on the weekend, but alas, only repeats. Sorry, we have lives. Uh, Sarah manages to keep everyone in line and on the edge of their seats at the same time. Pat and Stu have dry humor perfected, while Yaku and Eric cut to the heart of the issues. The expert opinions voiced reflect my personal. Thank you guys so much for your kind comments. We feel honored to be able to bring you the news and why it matters. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you for keeping us in line, according to the <laughs> It's hard, the but someone's got to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.